1: To the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water. Yes, this will save your life. We have a problem throughout our planet Earth. We have all these priorities. And I decided uh, many, many years ago uh, to start a research center discussing water and the concern of our atmosphere and the water vapor we're breathing is water. And because I found that um, over 30 years ago, for some reason, research was not studying water and they were not studying the water vapor that influences the fresh water on our planet. What makes our planet so unusual compared to the rest of the other solar system is we know we have water, and there's life in the water. And I will say, many of us say that's God in the water, and many religions from the beginning of time have been around water. Now, why did they play, have their faith around water? Because they knew it was their life. They knew it was everything about fighting diseases, having a healthy brain, mind, releasing stress, all the things that come together for a healthier life on the planet to live. Water, the power of water. What is happening throughout our world is the priorities have have just absolutely bring tears to my eyes. We have all these priorities of life every day. We get out of bed. We place our feet on the ground. And for some reason, we're so self-involved, we forgot about us living together. Our planet is a together we want to go off to these other places in the world to vacation on other planets when we really should let NASA go to work and study what is happening to Earth when you're looking back away from Earth and the atmosphere around Earth. It's a priority. It's, it's, going to keep, it's what will keep us alive and save us from all the problems that come with distinction. We forget that we have responsibilities. I always say at the end of the show, embrace your life, but embrace somebody else's. The reason I say that is don't take it all with you just because you don't want to think every day of giving back, paying it forward. Then I always say, Earth is whispering. Don't say goodbye. The reason I say that is because I don't want you to think you're going to be gone. You've been here, you have a place. You'll, you'll always be here. We'll never forget, you were here. But we might forget if you take it all with you and don't think about paying it forward. The earth, this earth grew in the last two weeks with a population of 1,478,816 new people. Our planet right now has seven. Billion, one hundred and thirty eight million, seven hundred and seventy four thousand, nine hundred and thirty six people for us all to live with. Here in the United States, where the show is coming from, I'm sitting in Grants Pass, Oregon, from in the west coast of the United States. Here in the United States, it grew by thirty five thousand eight hundred and eight people. The United States now has three hundred and seventeen million, people living in the United States. Now, follow me. What is happening here is that as the Earth's population has crossed the 7 billion mark last year in 2013, this is 2014, more and more people are finding that water sources are so polluted that drinking water can kill you. No one's counting, it says in this article, but various government and private, uh, and, and private estimates indicate that the worldwide, in the world, tens of thousands of children die every day from drinking contaminated, contaminated water. Now, I've said on this show for, let's say, I pretend like thousands of years, uh, that Five thousand children are dying a day around the world because they don't have proper water and sanitation. There's no, they're, if, if they're, if they're dying. Now, isn't that the strangest? How, 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 impo- what if what happened to us? We can go to the computer. We can dial in and type in all of this information. We can go out to eat some of the most beautiful, wonderful meals. We can go to bed in the most expensive beds. We put on very fashionable clothes from all over the world. I could go on and on and on. What in heck happened to our priorities? Innocent children brought into the world dying when they expect us as maturity to save their lives and give them a life? We forgot the power of water is what it's all about and the atmosphere we're living in is the water. The moment you were born, you entered in the air, you breathe from water. From that moment on, you had to depend upon the atmosphere's water vapor to keep you alive, detoxify you, keep you flexible, and a healthier mind. And believe me, it does mean a healthier mind. What is stress? Dehydration. We're evaporating very quickly today. Climate is changing, and the and there is a water crisis. Why water politics matter for business security all over the world are a primary source of concern. Dams are going up in different countries and shutting off water to other countries. Now, what do you think is going to be happening? One of the countries, Egypt threatened to bomb uh, the grand renaissance dam upstream uh, on the nile river in ethiopia china india countries are uh, pakistan are very upset with water and the dams that are going to be built again and again and again to cut off water to them now isn't it isn't it possible that we could all say, sit down in a room and not discuss our personalities but could we sit down in a room and discuss the future of water on the planet globe? Everybody in Pakistan, in Iraq, in, in Iran, over in Syria, in Saudi Arabia, in Jordan, in the United States, in Europe, uh, throughout the world. Can we sit down and discuss the power of water and what we can do for each other and what, what, this personality of emotions and who's what? It's time. It's time that we find priorities with the power of water. What does environmental mean? It means your atmosphere. So I'm asking you, this is, I'm starting my seventh year here soon with the Power of Water show. We've had the most wonderful guests that are dedicated to the health and, and best of life on this planet Earth. Everybody, not one person has ever come on here, is not dedicated to the mission of life on Earth for a better health. I call it the Health Olympics. So let's join together, bring other people to listen, and let's find a priority and make the Power of Water show from now on a primary focus of your environment, of your better health, and find a focus. Pay it forward so that you can learn how to do something environmentally with the atmosphere, your health, because if you're healthy it's going to be vulnerable. It, puts, it makes a healthier planet. Every single person has to be healthy to make a healthier planet. So always remember, though, eight glasses of water a day, good sleep, eating correctly, moderate exercise, breathe. Have you heard about the breath of life? Breathe it. Have, learn how to do breathing exercises. Let's get serious. And it's joined together. It, pay it forward. That's enough from me for the moment. We're going to go on. We have a very special guest today, Melinda Henson Neely. She's the author of, and speaker of very, a lot of exciting new books, but one in particular has got her number one on the Amazon charts, and you will find out more about this exciting person that I find very dedicated. But we're going to listen to our sponsor. Nature's tears I missed. Did you know that your eyesight is very valuable to you? Many years ago, I was brought to study the surface of the eye because of the atmosphere and what is happening. I found that the surface of your eye is 98% water. You have a clear tear film that is invisible. That tear film is vital to your eyesight and how you see your vision health. Is vital by 2030 they're expecting millions of people to have macular degeneration did you know that and that's not counting all the other problems to eyesight with all the other symptoms and the problems of diabetics all the other symptoms of health issues with your eyes if you can't see very well trust me you have you're vulnerable you're uncomfortable you need to take care of your eyes and learn how to how, what, what there is available. Nature's Tears I Mist supplements that with a, just a mist, with a tissue culture grade of water. It, with a supplement of the atmosphere that is changing today, you can apply Nature's Tears I Mist. And it's like a young woman from China, a scientist told me recently, this is a new a lifestyle here on Earth, is supplementing, the atmosphere with just a mist. Well listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears I Mist, and we'll be right back with Melinda.
1: Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. And ask our All Star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry.
1: listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Melinda, you're, are you with us? I am with you. Well, thank you for joining us again. I was really excited today. Um, I'm going to tell the audience a little bit about you. Uh, Melinda is an author, consultant, and speaker. Uh, She combines, I'm reading what she has down here, 20 years of marketing, planning, and research strategy and experience with, she has a passion for healthy living. And she has two books, Finding Life's Secret Sauce, which I love, that is truly true, and Eat in, Not Out. And she shares a philosophy on integrating good food, fitness, and fun. Now, your background, though, is uh, you have a... A degree in uh, nutrition, but you also have a degree in an MBA in business so she's, she 's she's learned how to go about her her project what she 's doing now with her mission and turned it into an exciting business venture too. Uh, Melinda uh, c- congratulations on your uh, what 's happening on amazon. let us give you. Amazon a plug today because uh, Nature Sears is on Amazon, too. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nature Sears IMS. but tell us about, um, first of all, tell the audience how you got started again, uh, how you got started on away from MBA to uh, mm-hmm. nutrition. Well, I, I've always had an interest. It's always been
4: my passion, healthy living and nutrition and fitness. Uh, but I had done marketing work most of my career and decided about three or four years ago when the economy went south that it was really time for me to put a stake in the ground and do what I've always wanted to do, which is help others lead he- healthier lives. So I really completely changed careers. I um, actually have now published three books, and I'm also doing consulting work uh, for the Blue Cross Foundation here uh, to help oh, fight have- child- childhood obesity. So All right. Um, so I'm kind of immersing
2: myself in all the things that I love and, and uh, enjoying every minute of it.
4: So,
2: You know, you just said something uh, before I forget, and, I, and always excuse me for interrupting uh, as we go because I'll hear something and I want to do it then and there. I was listening to a commentary the other day where diabetes is taking more people's lives than breast cancer. And I don't know where I've been, but... This is, we've got to get serious about people's nutrition, and this is what is exciting about what you're doing here, Melinda. Um, Great switch from your um, other uh, business and your career into what you're doing. Now, when you wrote the book um, on finding life secret sauce, now I have an idea about it, but why did you call it life secret sauce? Well, I think that everyone has
4: a formula that works for them. I mean, the things mm-hmm. that I enjoy doing and eating and the things that keep me healthy um, from a you know mental and emotional perspective even are different uh, uh, for me as they are from everyone else. So I think it's a matter of really searching um, and finding that formula that works for you so that you stick to it and,
2: um, and are healthy yourself. In other words, it's an individuality of your recipe menu for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, that, and I call that like training for the health Olympics. Everybody's <laughs> out to be a winner. You want, you want to get through all of the time trials uh, and learning the obstacles of what you need to learn to get to know yourself. Then the next one you came, uh, the eat in, not out. And to me, that's obvious to me, but you tell your audience why that was important to you yeah i i really felt like
4: um so much of from a nutritional standpoint um about you know a ways to be healthy and uh it's just to eat in because so so much of our society now is eating junk food on the go and as long as someone else is cooking food for us all the time we never really know what we're eating so Though, yes, this this book does kind of give someone the principles of, how do I learn how to eat at home or cook at home if I don't know how to do that? And it also has kind of a nutrition, you know, underlying theme of eating healthy, too.
2: Right. And then I'm wondering, in the back of my mind, too, is um, when you're eating in uh, that day um, and you're thinking about what you ate during the day, and people should keep mentally a log or a log book on what they eat. Uh, right. So that when you're fixing at home, you're you're filling in what you're not getting. If you're having to eat out when you work uh, at your workplace, or right. you're going out with friends, or you're on the run and you had to pick something in a hurry, or whatever, you didn't have it with you. That's your way to pick up on your health Olympics nutritional needs that you've been missing out on for the day, or the or that during that week, even. Right, right. I think it's incredibly important, especially. You know, I know we
4: get a lot, a lot kind of caught up in being on weight loss diets when I think sometimes if we did just take the time to write down everything we're eating and drinking too, right, um, drinking. that we would really learn a lot about our habits uh, just from doing that one
2: exercise and potentially could improve upon our habits by taking note of those things. Now, you've got a new one coming out called Heart and Soul. Now, why did right. you name it Heart and Soul? <laughs>
4: Well, um, heart and soul, and the soul is spelled S O L E. Um, it's really uh-huh. a book about running your first marathon. Okay. And um, I realize not everybody in the world is cut out for marathons, but for those who do have an interest, um, it's possible. And I really point out through people that I've featured running their first marathons that you know, if you're a person that thinks you're the least likely one on earth to run a marathon, that believe believe it or not, you can actually do it. So. Um, that's uh, what this
2: book, Heart and Soul, is about. You can train, you can train how to do it. Exactly. And it does have a lot to do with eating, um, uh, how you hydrate during the week. You know, I was studying nutrition right. and athletes so far back in time, and people were making fun of me. I was a swim team parent. And people were making fun of me. That's why I wanted my children to win, is what they were eating. <laughs> and Melinda, it was so amusing when I look back on it because now everybody's doing it, uh, in, in athletics, uh, the coaches. Uh, Chip Kelly, yeah. who is the coach for University of Oregon football team that now is with the Eagles with, and Philadelphia, the NFL. Chip was known for what you eat is your performance. And mm. how you sleep is your performance, your outlook. And he went more scientifically to how to mm. train, work with his, his, uh, players. And they learned how to think together. They learned how to do these things together. And, uh, now I hear he's trying to do it with the NFL team. He's with, but what you're saying as an athlete, and everybody's an athlete every day, they get out of bed wanting to live in a world that you've got to be in training because it's exciting to be in a health Olympics. Uh, So what did you find were the secrets, though, out there for training for this kind of thing? Uh, Because you've got heart and soul. In other words, when you're going to be an athlete or an everyday person dealing with obstacles for improvements, what did you learn that people need to know about how they get out of bed and begin the day and live the day?
4: Well, I think um, a a lot of people learn a lot about themselves through a challenge like running a marathon, and certainly there are physical aspects to it. There are nutritional aspects to it, but there's so many mental aspects to running and getting up and going out there and pounding the pavement on a day when you're tired or when you just don't have the time or when you're injured. And it's amazing the resilience of people um, when they set their mind to do something, and so I think just through that process of kind of overcoming these, these mental barriers that people prove to themselves, not only that they can run a marathon, but for example, one man I uh, featured in the book said that he realized there were so many things in life he could now conquer because he had run a marathon and that that lesson transcended far beyond, you know, sports.
2: Right, it is beyond sports. It's an everyday living now, today. Now, where I'm at, what I'm after, Melinda, when you get out of bed in the morning and you know you are, you are, you're a marathoner. But what do you, what do you start out your day with? What do you, what do you, I hope you're having a glass of water. (laughs) Yes, I mean, well, I think putting those words in your mouth. Right, well, I get out of bed. My first thing I do is have a glass of water, right, Melinda? (laughs) Yes,
4: yes. Well, I mean, first of all, you need to get good sleep um, before you get out of
2: bed because I
4: think, especially when you're training for something like this, you need more sleep and you absolutely need more water than you would be drinking Ordinarily. And I have a wonderful story to share with you about one of my best friends who trained with me for the New York City Marathon this fall was not drinking enough water. And she went out on her first long training run and her legs completely uh, froze up on her. She couldn't even run. She couldn't walk. She had to call somebody to come get her. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought at the time she told me, she's not drinking enough water and she mm-hmm. has, her, her muscles have completely cramped up on and her.
2: And that's an every day for everyone walking the planet, it, whether yeah. you're running in a marathon or not, uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's the power of water. Now, well, yes, and, uh, she rea- and she realized through that that, oh, I'm not drinking enough
4: water, period. I mean, even, even if I weren't training, I'm not drinking enough water. You so. know what
2: happens to people, Melinda, and you can say, because you, you, you write these fabulous books, but don't, don't you think that people think, oh, well, if I drink that much water, I'd have to go to the bathroom all the time. So <laughs> what? That's detoxifying. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
4: And what you know? Yeah. Would you rather be dehydrated or go to the bathroom a (laughs) lot? Yeah. And
2: and and detoxifying, getting rid of the bacteria and, and possibly a virus, and it's it's the nature's way. Now you mentioned sleep, and I'm going to go back there real quickly. That is true. I've had people who on the show that uh, uh, they're experts in how to sleep and, and thinking that way. People think that you go to bed, lay your head on the pillow, and God will take care of you or nature will take care of you and go to sleep. You've got to learn how to sleep. Everybody is individual. How, right. do, you, how do you prepare to go to bed? You put your head on the pillow and what, what's comfortable, what kind of pillow, how, what is the comfortable way to be in bed for you, and then you have to cl- go to sleep and, and relax. And people have to learn, what, do you, what is it going to take? Then if you should wake up in the night, how do you go back to sleep? Uh, have you been learning anything about that for people out there that are preparing for a marathon? Well, ironically, I
4: think that when you are training for something like a marathon, you tend to be more tired. So the, so the act of going to sleep is actually becomes a little easier. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes the stressors that actually interfere with our sleeping, you know, are kind of minimized through training, Right, so, cause you're tired, but I, but I right. yeah, because you're more tired and I think you just sleep better because you're getting lots of exercise. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, so yeah, I just think that, that
2: it's, it's like you say, it's the ritual, it's, it's knowing what helps you sleep, even when now,
4: you're I'm not back running. you up
2: for a second now. When you say sleep better, yes, because you're worn out. But is it healthy sleep? Is it really mentally re- relaxing sleep to get the muscles not to be so tight uh, and and cramped up or uh, tightened? It, it, there's, you know, I've had on here Dr. Effie Chow, PhD, who's in Chinese medicine, and we did a strange thing here. We did breathing exercises on, the, on our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were listening to us, you know. I mean, they couldn't see us. But people have, can realize that when you go to bed and you think you've got a exhaustion and your sleep may not be a relaxing sleep, do some mm-hmm. breathing exercises just with your head on the pillow.
4: Yeah. You kind of let yeah. bring
2: in, let out, and let those muscles relax. Because as they get tight, you won't have a relaxing sleep. Uh, Those breathing exercises are vital to everyday thinking anyway, let alone going to bed. Okay, now you begin. You woke up in the morning. You had to work to have a good night's sleep. You have your glass of water and what do you have for your first thing to eat that day? Do you have a, uh, what's your breakfast, uh, do you have?
4: Well, you know, I use a variety of different things and I think different food, especially for those people who run in the morning or exercise of any type in the morning, I think it depends on your body type, your weight, your, your, you know, your intake needs. Um, I personally like to have protein before long runs. Whereas, you know, my friend that I trained with, you know, swore by her oat milk. And it just, whatever, you know, I like egg white, like an egg white omelet and toast and a protein shake. I eat a lot and I eat a lot of protein. But that's mm-hmm. because I'm thin and I, I need it. Mm-hmm. But other people may may want, a, you know, a really a complex carbohydrate sort of meal. So I my recommendation to people is to experiment with different types of meals and see what, you know, provides the best boost of energy. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that pancreas, when it picks up that carbohydrate and you're out there running, that pancreas will shoot out that energy for you in, in the carbohydrate. Uh, and, and I'm not saying sugar, <laughs> but a yeah, carbohydrate. No, definitely not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, of course, uh, the, then, okay, uh, what do you have then, uh, try, what do you usually have for lunch?
4: I know. I always struggle. I, as much as I love to cook, lunches are always my toughest meal of the day because I tend to just end up with, you know, some sort of bean burrito or some sort of sandwich, mm-hmm. and in the if winter I anything love eating soup. If, if you have anything yeah.
2: yeah Yeah. Is it possible that our lives on this planet don't really need, we're, uh, we, we're not out in the fields between 6 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night, Uh, farming our fields and and doing that labor the way our forefathers did, Uh, get on the horse and go long distances. Is it possible that maybe lunch, unless you didn't get breakfast, is that important? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah,
4: I tend to just eat a lighter lunch and eat more snacks. Um, That kind of works for me um, Mm -hmm. as well. And I've incorporated Mm -hmm. um, protein shakes into my day and that Mm -hmm. Um, is filling as well as, you know, provides energy, and it's and again, Mm -hmm. it works for me and my body type. So, um, yeah, I think it's very individual, Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, that could be why. I mean, maybe we are just such a culture of people on the go that we tend to do do a lighter lunch.
2: Right. And then for dinner, we're going to take our break in a minute, but tell us what you do for dinner. Gosh, I always just think in
4: terms of balance and sort of a, a variety of food groups, and making sure that I have a little bit of everything on my plate. And, I, you know, that whole thing about having a colorful plate certainly holds true. Right. Um, I, personally, I personally like a protein source like a fish. I prefer fish to beef or chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always have a wide variety of vegetables, and then sometimes I'll have some brown rice or sweet potatoes mm-hmm. or something along those
2: lines. But mm-hmm. my big thing is just to have that variety and make sure you're getting all the food group. Okay, we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, and we're going to come back and we're going to hear about that protein drink uh, and these things you're making because it, it, it may have some special recipes that some of other people haven't heard of. Don't okay. worry, Melinda, you stay there. We're going to okay. listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eyes are 98% water? Have you ever stopped to think about the electrolytic ability for your eyes to electrolytically be able to... Um, um, uh, live with the area you're living in, the atmosphere. Did you know the atmosphere has invisible water called humidity, water vapor? That is what provides you, unless you're deplenishing and evaporating and your eyes feel like they're having a problem with your eyesight, are they blurry, are they red, do you have allergies? Are you getting fatigued easily? Are you sitting at a computer too long? Are you behind the wheel of an automobile too much? Are you training for a, a, a marathon like Melinda's doing? The eyes become dry and they evaporate too quickly. There's a product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with a new lifestyle to supplement the surface of your eye with just 100% tissue culture grade of water with just a mist. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed, and we'll be back with Melinda Henson Neely.
1: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears I Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. That's Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: You know, Melinda, you are, have a mission, and you're very, very sincerely passionate about what you're doing with your books. And obviously, to, to you're studying And what do you think has happened uh, to the children out there, our our innocent children? And you may have heard me saying thousands of children are dying a day without water. And Mm -hmm. that sounds so simple, but it's a fact. They're dying, and they depend upon more maturity of adults to give them what they need so they can grow into the world and live and be healthy and, and have healthy minds. And we're having a lot of anger out there right now all over the world. Frustration, and it's almost like everything's becoming a desert sand because sand is exhausting, and uh, earth drying is exhausting. It it exhausts people from uh, from all walks of life. Uh, But our children need this education uh, badly. Now, when they went into the schools and they started changing in some of these schools children's diets, and they went from one extreme to another extreme with these children's diets and I was wondering about it because I've been studying nutrition for over 40 years and I'm a believe in moderate everything. I believe your ecosystem of our planet has to stay in the middle as much as we humanly can, not go extreme too quickly any way or at all. What do you think is happening to our children's diets? Well, it's so, as I mentioned
4: earlier on in the show, I'm doing um, work for the Blue Cross Foundation and we just Initially, in the state of Idaho, granted four communities with funds to help fight childhood obesity. And thus far, in the project, I have been out interviewing parents, teachers, city employees, and students themselves on you know good health and what is you know, basically asking the very question you just asked me. Um, and it's been incredibly eye-opening uh, for me to to hear what people have to say. And I think it's a combination of things. I think there's, you know, a generation of parents where, where the parents haven't inherently lived healthy lives. They haven't learned how to cook. They're not, they're not exercising, and therefore they're not handing off those good habits to their, to their children. And, in fact, some of the children or most of the children I've interviewed have said, in order for us to live healthier, we're going to have to teach our parents. And that, that was astonishing to to me, to hear the kids say
2: that. that... Well, and it steps back up for a second. Um, if there's, you know, I have to say something here. Um, I'm gonna probably step on a lot of toes. Top ramen. It, it, you know, when these this last 20 years, when foods like macaroni—well, longer than yeah. 20 years—but macaroni and cheese in a box, top ramen in a and, and with all that. Sodium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then they came along with all these uh, different things that cereals that are quick, six, but lots and, of sugar. Yeah,
4: just loaded with sugar. You yeah. go
2: extreme sodium on extreme sugar, and the kids, when you try to get them thinking about more green vegetables and and right. fresh types of fruit you know, which one of the fruits got too much carbohydrate because they're already loaded up with sugar and then which ones of the diet, what what do you give them that isn't too much sodium because they're already getting it from home. They're getting all these quick fixes and then microwave. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to blame the food companies. I'm one of those people who believes that when my kids were growing up, the I studied nutrition before my first baby was born. In fact, Melinda... The day I found out I was going to have a baby, I had to go home and think this way. I've got to learn to eat for something, someone I've never met right. before. Yes, And I took it serious, and I was married, and I didn't know how to cook when I got married because, oh, I was never going to get married. Uh, I was going to go to law school. I was going to be a career. I was never going to have children, but I fell madly in love 50 years later, too, by the way. And the thing about it is is you find yourself... Having to learn to cook, so I took it so serious that I took care of my husband too yeah. and how he ate. And um, so, what, but when they go to cook for the children, they're, they're, what do they find that's, that's something that is swift enough because they're always in a hurry, for right. the young person's getting way too much sodium or way too much sugar.
4: Yeah, and too many carbs and not, you know, nothing, to to counter, nothing, nothing to counterbalance
2: these bad carbs.
4: And right. We're learning a little bit
2: more about some good carbs. Right. And, yeah, uh, and a little <laughs> bit of sodium helps maintain so you don't lose, evaporate too quickly. So, but right. not go extreme. We're back to the ecosystem of the balancing act again. Right, right. But what are some and, of the things that you found that the kids wanted to eat that would be healthy? I mean, it I mean, well, I, I sounds like it would know, be obvious, but I want to hear well, it.
4: <laughs> well, sadly, um, very little. I mean, and and I do think when I asked kids, you know, do you like vegetables? They said, huh. yes.
2: And well, so I do, I well, do think some of those have mac and cheese. I have a chocolate lab, two years oh. old, in my office, uh-huh. and she sees a squirrel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. I made your Mine show, right? <laughs>
4: Um
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, I, think,
4: I think that they... Um, at least as they are getting older or saying they like vegetables. So, but mm-hmm. I do think they've gotten into that pizza, mac and cheese, ramen noodle rut as a really young, as a real youngster. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think if they are exposed to different foods, I think they'll eat them. So I think sometimes that lack of exposure is just because the parents don't want to try, not so much because the kids won't like it. Mm-hmm. um, so, and I, and I do think, much to your point of what you just said, that culturally, you know, you've got more divorced parents, you've got more moms working, and there's not the devotion to that healthy meal that there once was, at, at least at night. Um, and so, I just think culturally, we've changed, and sadly, it's having its effect on, on the health of our children.
2: I was doing a thing at the YMCA here locally in Grants Pass here in Oregon, and and uh, the kids were going through, and I was there with Save a Child's Life Foundation um, to learn more about melanoma because that's I, I'm the founder mm-hmm. of that foundation. But anyway, uh, but I, I always take water and then a, a bottle of water, and then I also teach them about what t- the mothers. And you know, Melinda, I am just shocked, and you ought to do this with this project you're on with um, with this that project. These children are craving, but the mother is craving ideas. It's kind of like our show is a reminder. A lot of people know what we're already saying, but we're reminding them and we're looking at it, bringing it out in a different uh, perspective to think about some other ways to add to information to what you need to want to learn or remind yourself. But these mothers, I was telling them to be sure and give them water every morning. Be sure that they're drinking water every morning and that they go to school thinking about drinking water during the day. But I said also... Don't hesitate to give them a little baggie with, uh, like arugula and spinach and, and fresh cranberries and maybe some nuts or, uh, some in there and maybe some fresh coconut, uh, slivered coconut to add to a sweetness. Because what happens, Melinda, have you ever put something in your mouth and you've watched your own reaction to how you reacted to how it, yes. what was in your mouth? Did you right. crave another bite? Right. Did, you, uh, did you like it so well that you wanted to have more than you should because of a craving? What was it that did it? And it's, it's usually something more toward the carbohydrate side that does that.
3: Right, and children
2: right. are growing up with that. And I would almost say our formula when the baby is born, the formula is sweet. I mean, it's not sweet, 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 but it's sweet.
4: Well, then we well, moved straight no into sweet. apple juice, and then yeah, then we moved straight into juices, and and then know, we move,
2: and then I had the head of the lactose, uh, 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 the uh, the, um, oh, nursing association for the, for nursing the baby, I, I lost my word, and he was well, on here in the United States, and she said, oh no, you can't give them water until after so many times, so much time, they won't drink enough milk, no. and I no. said, you know, I had to be very careful, because she was my guest. And that was her, uh, their outlook and their study. But I believe, Melinda, that baby at birth has its formula. It's uh, mother's milk. I think it should start on liking the taste of water, too. And, I do, uh, too. I do too. And that was something that they believe. But the children are used to sweet and they want to yeah. be, have that something sweet. And then if they don't get it, their bodies go in kind of like a little withdrawal. Right. And, you know, and sadly, this was the other thing
4: I've discovered, which is directly related to your work, is that um, every, you know, especially the health professionals are saying kids aren't getting enough water because not not just so much because they're not drinking water, but in its place, they're drinking coffee drinks and energy drinks oh, and Gatorade. And yes. I, I'm, I'm hearing more and more from the kids that it's energy drinks and coffee drinks, and those are loaded right. with sugar. And, you know, and then it's, you know, offsetting the nutritional benefits of water and other, you know, good foods. And, exactly. You know, and I think that's
2: a real huge part of it is these it's drinks. It's back to those convenient little ways that they're packaging them yeah. to make them convenient. Now, when those energy drinks came out, Melinda, I just cringed. I just cringed. And because I truly believe that they were going to create another part of sad side of our vulnerability to addiction because right. you know do you have anything melinda that if you have one piece you cannot ha- you have to have more than one piece of something one bite Yeah. Uh, what is it what I is mean, yours oh my i just like sweets so i'll always yeah have yeah sweet i do know, if i, I <laughs> have one chip if i have one chip yeah i have to have more chips uh-huh. and I, I hide them because i know it's yeah. not healthy and and the thing about it is is that we all have it. We all are individuals to an addiction of something. I don't care who you are. Don't think you're excused. When you take a child, uh, and depending upon maturity, to guide them and what they need to learn, what they need to learn to, to, about being healthy, and they're out there, and all of a sudden you be say, oh, well, this will give you more energy, and here comes this word called energy drink. Yeah. And they're being allowed to buy it, and I don't want any more government controls. world. Please, I'm not going to go that way. Let's start using our own common sense. Those energy drinks do stimulate some people and make them vulnerable to an addiction.
4: Yes, very much so. I've been
2: studying dehydration way too long, Melinda. Dehydration of the body started the day you were born in that delivery room. We don't know which one of us is evaporating too quickly. There's no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. our, Our dehydration is making these decisions. We need to learn. With our children, don't cause any further dehydration. We need to hydrate them and get them toward uh, thinking about how to get excited about eating a snack and what the snack would taste like to give their taste buds and their energy, what it requires personally, too, because some children in the home need it differently like we adults. But back to uh, your, I'm going to get into this real quickly before we're done today. When you're doing your protein drinks or your type of drinks, your green mm-hmm. drinks, mm-hmm. what type of recipes, what's, do you have anything you'd like to share with us that you might do differently?
4: Well, I use, um, um, I fall in love with uh, the isogenics line of protein drinks, there's a, a variety of different protein amounts, and they do come with uh, vitamins as well. But I experiment with what I add to the protein. Um, you know, I'll do a fruit smoothie one day, one day I'll just do milk and, or water, and then another day I'll add some some greens to it. So mm-hmm. the nice thing about those drinks is that, you know, you have your basic base, and then
2: you can pick and choose, and, and it's always good. It really doesn't matter how much you put of what. They're always mm-hmm. tasty and nutritious. So now, when you're making a product, and you mentioned a a product that you yeah. like to use, what's the name of that product? Let's give them a little. Um,
4: it's yeah, uh, Isagenix actually. I, Isagenix. Um, yeah, and they Do you have buy it a at p- health food store. Um, no, it's online only, and um, it is a network marketing business. Okay. Um, and I have just fallen
2: in love with the products. So okay, because er- is everything kind of in there? Why by Measurement, so you know exactly what you're getting. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, there I go. and they have a
3: line
4: of cleansing products as well, but I um, personally use the uh, protein products.
2: Okay. Now, on your when you go to make a a green, let's say green smoothie, what is your? How do you make your green smoothie? What what do you
4: use? Yeah, I usually use spinach. Um, Spinach. I I, I've tried arugula too, but I like the taste of spinach better. I and I Mm -hmm. like the taste of spinach with fruit. I think mm-hmm. the two blend nicely together, mm-hmm. um, and so that I mean I don't do anything too complex or crazy
2: or complicated. Mine are mine are pretty straightforward and easy but to make. But some days you're using different things to give you a different yeah. um, uh, entertainment. Let's call it to enjoy exactly. your taste buds, right?
4: Yes. Some use days
2: use. Oh, oh, have you ever used coconut water? Um,
4: I have not used coconut water, and what might, might be something interesting to try. Well, it,
2: it's a it's a. Um, not too cheap, but it is right. kind of a fun little uh, direction to go to, if you can find yeah. your coconut water on sale. But back to almond milks and coconut right. milks, and you've got the coconut water and you've got your apple juice and your different types of juices to to use there. Um, don't you it's so exciting all these blenders now, the juicers that I know. you don't have to have these huge bulky many, many years ago, I bought one that was on the market, and there was only one. And it was huge and, I mean, worthless really now. But today, there's so many different kinds of processing juicers available. Have you noticed yeah. some that are favorites to you?
4: You know, I still use my Oster blender, my, you know, basic okay. blender that I bought years ago. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing I, I would mention, too, is that I now make these smoothies for my son before he goes to school. And I make them with frozen bananas and dates and peanut butter and sometimes I add a little Nutella just because he has he loves chocolate, and uh-huh. with the protein powder. And I'm just finding that that is really working so well with him. He has Good. more energy now, and he's focusing better at school. There we go. Going, yeah, you get you get him off the sugar cereal and onto a really healthy protein drink. Right. Um, it's made a huge difference for him. So right.
2: You know, there was some reports going on. Did you know that our bodies are naturally very acidic internally? Outside, you need that acidic on the skin, but not internally as much, of course. But they say those dark green um, smoothies and dark green salads, and that's why I said that taking a baggie to school with some spinach or arugula or the dark greens in there and then add some other things in there to make it appealing to the taste buds. The reason I bring up coconut is because it adds a little sweetness that isn't too heavy. And sugar, I mean, it's just lightweight uh, to add to the salads. But these dark green raw salads and then, of course, those drinks, like you said, are very appealing to the kids. And you're, you said it right, right on. A lot of these kids are rushing to school and wearing out about two hours later. Right. And, uh, well, people to work. They're rushing to work and they're sitting at a computer and they're wearing out about two hours later. And they need something yep. as a pick, to pick them up. Now, we're almost done with our show today. We've got a couple of minutes left. Tell us about uh, something about the newest book that's out that you think that they should be looking for in the book to buy it.
4: Oh, I just think it's wonderful inspiration for anybody who wants to, I mean, especially at the start of the new year here where sometimes it's good to take on a big bohemian goal, just to uh, get yourself out of your comfort zone. And to take a stab at something you never thought you could do. And and as I mentioned earlier, there's so many analogies that transcend sports and training and running and any of those things in that you can do so much more than you really realize you're capable of doing. And there's so many wonderfully inspirational stories in heart and soul that I that I think would help guide people to, to uh to to develop and then uh, conquer those goals in their
2: own lives. So you brought up a lot of different individuals that you could talk about in the book. Right. that assisted you with some of the things they were learning. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, I followed 26 different people. So uh, okay. it's, kind of, it's the story of their
4: accomplishments and their dreams, and um, it's just very, very inspirational.
2: Uh-huh. Then uh, are you ever going to do one for ch- about children? Well, you know, it's funny.
4: I was, I, I really, I, I'm learning so much um, about children and their needs and, Obstacles and whatnot. That I do think that is very much very likely to be my next book.
2: Okay, okay. Well, your other book is uh, done very well, and uh, then you have uh, Eat in, Not Out is number one on Amazon. Let's get Amazon in there, and uh, uh, the world out there. And Amazon is just amazing to me what yes. they're finding on Amazon. And then you have your other one now that's just like getting ready, and you haven't launched Heart and Soul yet. No, Heart and Soul is actually out. So oh, it is. It is okay. available to buy now. Yes. Okay, so it's Heart and S O U L and Melinda... <laughs> Oh, but, oh they you know, a... it's right S-O-L-E. and
4: you, yeah, S O L E. But if you have any questions, um, I'll, I'll, you can find out any information about my books on my
2: blog. Oh, oh yes, of most... course it would be. So I, I've got it on my board wrong here. It's S-O-L-E, your soul right. of your shoe. You're marathying. Yeah. You're, you're, you're on the roll. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for joining. And you're, you're over in Idaho? I am indeed, in Boise, okay. And Boise, Idaho. Okay, what's your weather like today? Uh, it's cold, but we still don't have snow. <laughs> ah, well, you have a nice day, and thank you for joining thanks. us. If you have any thank topics you, you want to come on with, let me know. Okay, thanks so much, Sharon. Thank you. You have a nice new year. You too. bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, did we learn a lot? You know, a lot of these things are reminding some of you that know a lot, but do you know enough? And and can we remind each other? I kind of look at the Power of Water talk show here as we're sitting like in a lab together and we're talking about things that we could learn to think about and remind ourselves and learn something else. There's something going on in our world out there. Number one, yes, we need to make sure the water of our Earth is there forever. And that may also give us the protection in our atmosphere with all those things that are happening out in the solar system that could be coming toward our Earth that we need to protect ourselves. Maybe that moisture and atmosphere will assist it, protect us. The other one is we need to be able to grow our crops the seed banks are right now studying like you can't believe to be sure that we always have through all of these climate changes and developments throughout the planet earth, we have seeds available and we have the food is necessary. There's so much to learn. So when you're every day thinking about your daily life, think about something else. Get, live away from your skin. Live out with the power of all that's there. I call it God, you can call it what you want. I think it's very powerful. It's like Gene Cernan said when he was looking back at Earth. That is God's porch, and I believe that to be true. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. Embrace your life. It's special. It belongs to you. But also embrace somebody else's. But Earth whispers to us every day. There is a secret here. Don't take it all with you. Leave something behind, and it'll come forward. You'll never be forgotten ever when you leave something behind. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.